the book of Revelation. All right, now, the book of Revelation is usually what uh, kitabu, they fear it because it, it's always, you know, it's called the apocalyptic book. Like in a what the death, the end times, uh, Jesus will come, you know, there will be plagues, there will be sicknesses, <laughs> there will be fire and brimstone, kuna dragons, kuna kitabu, kuna vitu described like that can only fit a horror movie, you know. So people are afraid. But so what the plan I have ni kufanya this book in portions. So I take one portion, I do it. Other than kusomaile chapter by chapter by chapter by chapter. Because the only way you can understand Revelation is if you do it by portions. Ukisoma chapter by chapter, you may lose some information. And then there's a lot of cross-reference. Like, ukisoma point ya kama tribulation, kuna a lot of cross-referencing within Revelation. So that's what we'll do. So the first portion ya leo, tutangalia the churches, the seven churches. The first portion, because that's how it starts about the seven churches. Who can name for me the seven churches of Revelation? Philadelphia. 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 Because, because you go Kenya. Are sorry, you go in the world? Where? Yeah. <laughs> so let's do an introduction to the book. Now, who is the author of the book of Revelation? John. Yeah, John and Jesus. Because Jesus dictated, John wrote. <laughs> so I usually say it's John and Jesus. Yeah, so John, he was told right. Okay, so Jesus dictated it. Uh, at what, where was he when he was writing this book? The island of Patmos. Hey, the island of Patmos which is where? It is in the Aegean, Aegean Sea. So the island of Patmos was unoccupied by human beings. It was, we could call it the island of death because the only thing that was there, the animals, wild, wild beasts, uh, easy animals, um, jackals, what all man of animals, and no human beings. John, this John, the revelator, they had tried to kill him. They, the same way they were killing the apostles of those days. So they had really tried to kill him, but the guy wasn't dying. Okay? For some reason. They put water, they put him in, they boiled him alive, but he still didn't die. Uh, they beat him up, he didn't die. <laughs> so by the time he goes, he, he got to that he was thrown out into the island of Patmos, so that he can die. I want okay, so that he dies. That time he's already boiled. Yeah, he's already boiled. Hakufi. But how can I be yeah, you can't be boiled at Afu back yet. So he was already boiled, and then it is historically they say that's where he lost his eyesight. Because by the time he's writing this book, he didn't he didn't see. 
physically. He didn't have eyesight. So he, the way he saw Jesus and he saw all these things is a miracle. Because Hakuana eyesight, or his eyesight was very poor according to history. So it is said that probably there were believers who used to sneak into the island of Patmos and they would go see him. That's why when he wrote the so they brought in the scrolls, they brought in the whatever ink ya kuandika. So he wrote and he was greatly respected in the church. He was a greatly respected elder in the church. So his words were powerful words. The churches would take them and, and accept them. That's why Jesus, uh, you know, picked him. So John is the only disciple who was never killed. All the other disciples were killed for Jesus, but he didn't die. The guy lived to be like approximately 100 years old. <laughs> this John. <laughs> we John the Revelator. But you remember he was the beloved of Jesus. They call him the, the disciple that Jesus loved. Okay? So it is the same John who has written the book of John, the gospel according to John. Same person. So people question whether he's the same one who has written, you know, first John, second John, third John. Could have only debate whether he's still the same guy because of the writing style. Okay? So when they look at the writing style, when I hear Revelation, I hear First John, Second John, Third John, I hear John, the Nini, are different. So kuna disagreements. He may not be the one, he may be the one, but kwa John, the, kwa the book of Revelation, he's the one who wrote it. So the book of Revelation was the last book to be accepted as a book for the Bible. Yenye Bible tunajua. Watch the apocryphas. Unjua kuna other books, extra books in the Catholic Church. But now when you talk about the Bible itself, the book of Revelation was the last book because there was a lot of debate on whether the events that he talks about are real or not. Were they really written or was it imagination? Again, so kulikuanayo debate. But then they took the book and they compared nakina Daniel, nakina Ezekiel, okay, there's a lot of correlation, so let's accept it as part of the Bible. The book of Revelation. Brilliant book. Brilliant book. It was written approximately in the year 95 AD. Uh, John was probably 80 something or 90 something when he was writing it. Okay? So, so Kiangalia, the years. Uh, it was during the reign of a guy, Alguaito Domitian. He was one of the emperors. But yeah, Domitian, he wasn't uh, very big on persecuting Christians. The guy who was very big on persecuting Christians was who? Nero. Emperor Nero. Yeah? Emperor Nero. Maybe one day to find a church history. How it started all the way to today. It's very important to knowledge. So Emperor Nero. Jesus existed during the reign of who? No, Herod was just a nini. Jesus was on earth during the reign of who? Which Caesar? Caesar Augustus. <laughs> Caesar Augustus. Really? Because you know that, yeah? Caesar Augustus. Because then you are able to put timelines and historical facts. 
You see, what to argue that Jesus didn't really exist uh, on earth, okay? Kuna theory itako the historical Jesus and the risen Jesus. So, kuna hizo vitu mob. So, kieka Caesar, Augustus, Herod, wangalia sa the, the context. Then, history. So, when the history, yata wachana church history, the history itself. Herod existed, Judah existed, Caesars, the Caesars existed, Caesar Augustus was one of the Caesars, you know. The word Caesar comes from who? Yeah? Ah, Julius Caesar. Ah, ah, I'm not saying that. Caesar. Sio Caesar hii ama yaani ni oy 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 oh my goodness sio Caesar ya Caesars atikukatakata a C A E S A R Caesar Kaisari C A E Eh Julius you see Julius Caesar Unajua Kaisaria, Kaisari, Kaisaria. You know? Well, that's what they say, but it's Caesar. When you're reading that portion, it's Caesar, not Kaisaria. Kaisari. <laughs> Julius Caesar, when he was murdered, the guys who came after him picked up the name Caesar and it became like a title. Caesar. So every 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 person who, who became an emperor after that referred to themselves as Caesar, because Caesar, Julius Caesar, was, a, was like the father of the Roman Empire. He took Rome when it was still a republic and turned it and made it into an empire. So he's credited to be the guy who founded the Roman Empire. How long did the Roman Empire last? 1,100 years. It was the longest existing empire in history, <laughs> 1100 years. So when Julius Caesar came, turned this whole thing into an empire, then he was stabbed to death by his senators, killed, politics. Akauliwa because he thought like there were things he wanted to pass and so he thought they can, they, they will just, he never suspected them, but he was killed. After that, so there, how many Caesars were there? At the several. <laughs> There were 12 Caesars. Anyway, Revelation. Now, we will come to those things because Kulikon actually went to emperor worship. And the church had to contend with emperor worship. Because the son of Caesar, I forget his name, uh, became king, uh, emperor, and then he says he's the son of God, <coughs> making Caesar God. Okay? So when Jesus comes and says, I am the son of God, who was he directly confronting? Caesar. Shida <laughs> Kubwa. Right? So that's the introduction. That's a part of introduction. Any questions so far? Okay. So the Bible talks about seven churches from the introduction. But let me let someone read Revelation. Uh, the first portion, chapter 1, verse 1 to, to 9, just for an introduction. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. Someone can read it. 
This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says for, for the time is near. Mm -hmm. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Mm -hmm. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who al always was, and who is still to come. Mm -hmm. From the sevenfold spirit before his throne, and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the mm. first to raise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. Mm. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Mm. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Look, look. He comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him, mm. even those who pierced him, mm. and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Mm. Yes, amen. Mm. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the mm. beginning and the end, mm. says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. Mm. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom, and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. Martin, mepata yoni niyote, just introduction. Blessed is he who reads these words and those who hear, okay? So whenever you're reading, you see, the reason why most people, I believe, most people are afraid of reading this book is because of the promises Promise come here. You are Jesus promises that you are blessed when you read Revelation. Okay. Like so, sometimes I'm tempted to say maybe you are more blessed when reading Revelation than the Book of Acts. I'm a Psalms. I don't know, <laughs> but we love Psalms more because it's you know it is encouraging. You know, like yeah, the Lord will fight my battles. Yeah. It is more personalized. It's more selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but then. Revelation is more about God. It's more about the things to come. And I wonder why churches really don't teach this book. Because this is where we are going. It's like having, planning for a journey that you have no information about. You want to go to Australia, I'm a New Zealand. And then you wake up one morning and you decide, ah, what's in New Zealand? You don't know how to go to New Zealand. You don't have any information about New Zealand. And you just want to go. We don't usually work like that. You know? We usually prepare ourselves. So Revelation is a book of preparation. Okay? Higher. Let's look at the seven churches. Name for me the seven churches. Arakarak. Yeah? Ephesus. Second church. Yeah? And it's me. He upper. Yeah? Yeah? Smyrna, Smyrna. Zora Nisawa, Smyrna, Smyrna. Okay? I just see Mayna. Third one? Pagamam. I'm a Pagamon, depending on which translation you are working with. Either Pagamon, Pagaman, I'm a Pagamon. 
Higher. The fourth one. Thyatira. Huh? Thyatira. Yes. Thyatira. The church. Thyatira. Ah, kuna Thyatira. The next one. Oh, you need Raisi. Sardis. The next one. Philadelphia. Ah, okay, Philadelphia. The next one? Laodicea. Yeah? Laodicea. Laodicea. Yeah? Yeah, Laodicea. Ah, school in groups. Laodicea. All right, now, let's start with Ephesus. Okay? The funny thing to realize is that Jesus talks to these churches personally. It's a very personalized letter, okay? And it's so interesting because I want us to look at the seven churches and the message and also what happened to these seven churches. Now, all the seven churches were located in what is currently Turkey, okay? Turkey, yes. Is there symbols among the real churches? Real churches. Zili exist. Oh. They were already existing. Okay. All of them, the seventh of, seven of them. But they were specifically existing within a particular location. What is called the province of Asia. Okay? The most active place historically in the, in the province of Asia was where Turkey is right now. We're going to Asia Minor. Okay? Sa'i, Turkey is what? A Christian or a Muslim? Totally, completely Muslim. Some of these churches where they stood is a, is a mosque, Sai. Where they were. Sai kuna mosques. Kama mojini to the great mosque. Big church, big, big mosque. Some of the cities, eh, what happened? Some of the cities eh, that are mentioned, Kama Theatira, Ephesus, is already in ruins. As a city, it's in ruins, Sai. Sai ni archaeological study. It's a historical site you can visit. It's like Nairobi Hotel in ruins in a thousand years to come. Okay? Some of them have, I think Pagamam has been taken, has been taken in, Pagamam and Sardis have been taken in uh, and blended. Kamalamu in Mombasa, in a blend with the new cities that have come. So Bado Iko, but there is no church. The cities are there, but nothing else. Okay? So, the words of Jesus Christ, because these are his words, this is not, as much as it is a dictation, this is what Jesus spoke to, this, to the church. This is the things he was seeing to the church. So, let's start with Ephesus, because my desire is to go through each church and see how, what happened and how it relates to us. Okay? Hi, Ephesus. It was located in modern day Turkey. Okay. Now, it was established uh, 15 or 20 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Who established this church? Huh? Yes. Paul the Apostle <laughs> established the church. When he established the church, who did he leave to be in charge of this church? Uh -huh. Ah, so Timothy, see Titus. 
you know the book kuna kitabu kinaitwa Ephesians unajua the book of Ephesians okay that book of Ephesians was written to this church the church in Ephesus okay so Paul put in charge Priscilla and Aquila they were a couple husband and wife Handel was in charge at the church in Ephesus Paul did not meet Jesus Christ face to face like a disciple Paul began preaching after Jesus for example Jesus died at 33 AD Paul came at approximately 50 AD okay several years after the death of Jesus Paul came when you read the book of acts utafikiria Jesus alikufa leo Paul akakuja next week but there was time that passed before Paul actually met Christ while he was on his way to Damascus and then his life changed okay so by the time he was writing these books it is estimated to have been 55 AD between 55 and 65 AD is when he did a lot of writing most of the, the writings he did was already in prison because of preaching too much okay so Paul goes uh, through this you can check that in Acts 18 verse 19 where the, the, uh, now it talks about uh, his second missionary journey and how he visited this place and 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 planted this church of Ephesus Ephesians okay now there was an interesting thing in Ephesians or in the church in Ephesus which is called <coughs> the worship of Diana okay you remember ule jamaa Ezekiel akisema Diana sio Diana this Diana that <laughs> yes there was a huge temple huge in Ephesus it was so huge that it was one of the ancient one of the wonders of the ancient world one of the seven wonders of the ancient world was the temple of Diana otherwise known as Artemis or wale wanapenda kutumia ile ni nini Artemis Artemis you know like huge temple now when they describe uh, Diana they describe her in a very very interesting way because Diana was the god of fertility so she had many breasts kwa hiyo tempo so nini yake ilikuwa many breasts which also means it was a very uh, it was a perversion there was a, a lot of sexual perversion okay in that temple with people seeking to get children people seeking to be fertile okay which means generally the city of Ephesus was a perverted city when it came to sexual uh, immorality same thing happens with the Corinthians okay so but we are not talking about the Corinthians so if you know it's when you understand the background of how these churches came to be unaanza ku appreciate mali uko men like zile za we sisi tuja suffer hivyo because the culture ama the traditions of these churches ama these societies was so great unajua most of us in this room were born christian true or false kitu ka hiyo na even if you are not born christian you are not restricted you are not forced to join traditional beliefs you're not forced okay so it's easier for us to become christians when these guys had the message of christianity how are the church in ephesus everything they did from their childhood 
was mingled with paganism from how they were born. Because kama mtu ameenda kwa hiyo temple ya Diana to give birth to you mama yako and your dad wameenda huko, wamelala huko kwa hiyo temple, wame have sex huko, umekuwa conceived huko. Who do you belong to? You belong to Diana or Artemis. So when you're growing up, who claims you? Because Diana is not Jesus, Diana is not of God, this is a spirit. So who starts to claim you? This spirit. Then Paul the Apostle comes and preaches. What happens? You get saved, you believe. So what are you fighting? For the rest of your Christianity. <laughs> Paganism. Because even eating, eating food, zenyodakula, zilikuwa sacrificed fast to the gods, to idols, before you even eat. This was a, a habit in their own homes. Before to kulemchele, kwanza una sacrifice to a spirit, a, a, a god kwa hapa, an idol, una sacrifice yo chakula, ndio then munakula. Now you are saved and you are told that is no longer viable. So you go visit your dad or your mom and they demand you to do it. You refuse to do it. What do they do to you? They disown you. So you're on your own. That's how difficult it was and that's how risky it was to be born again in the early church in those days of Christianity. Okay? So let's look at the message of Jesus to Ephesus. So what does Jesus say to the Ephesians? What does he say to them? So to some of us, what? So say to verse 10. Okay? So we'll go through it. Don't worry. Don't worry about the verses. Verse 10, to the angel of the church in Ephesus. Do what? Right. Now, there's one thing I would like us to note about the structure of how Jesus speaks. Uh, listen, we will look at the Bible. We will go through it. Pole pole too. Okay? I had sent a reading. You are supposed to, be, to have read chapter 1 to 3. Okay? That was to save time ya leo. But you are supposed to have read it. <laughs> When they send you, on Wednesday, reading plan. And I say, And I said, read this uh, chapter 1 to chapter 3 of Revelation. So the teaching of today is based on those three chapters. Okay? Now, there's a structure for every letter. Number one, for every letter Jesus is writing, he introduces himself. He introduces himself according to that church. Okay? And according to what he wants to say to that church. Number two, he praises that church. I know your deeds, not Rangalia. Number three, he rebukes that church, if the church is to be rebuked. Because, sorry, because there are two churches that were not rebuked. Okay? Then number four, there is a warning for every church. He gives a warning and says, if you do not do this. Then number five, there is a command. Do this. Okay? Number six, there is a reward. And that's the most interesting thing. 
because we've been looking at works and rewards. So we'll see Jesus here addressing that specific point. And then number f the last one there is, is the call. There is a call. Let him who has an ear hear the words of the Spirit. Okay? So introduction, number one, praise, number two, uh, rebukes, number three, warnings, number four, commands, number five, rewards, number six, and number seven, the call. For every letter, so let's now go to Ephesians, Ephesus. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians. No, ni Ephesians. I'm like, no, it's Ephesians. Ephesians. Okay, so. These are the words of him who holds what? The seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go to Revelation chapter 2, Zaza. Because we are talking about the church to, to F. Send Nangalia the Ephesus church. Church number one. Vivian. Hey. It may be held against me now. To Mesema, the introduction, Jesus introduces himself to each specific church. Okay? So stay with me. End up Revelation chapter 2. Because from there we are looking at all the churches now. Alright? Ephesians, uh, sorry, introduction. Jesus introduces himself. Number two, he praises the church if it's worth to be praised. He praises it. Number three, he rebukes it. Okay? Because kuna church zina praisewa na zina rebukewa at the same time. But then kuna zile, they only have praises. They don't have to be rebuked. Number four, he warns. There's a warning. You have done this. If you don't change, one, two, three. Then kuna command. Change. Do this or else. Now get and then kuna reward. He rewards them. Ama he says, if you do this, this is what will happen to you. And then number last is a call. The call. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay? That's a call. So for all letters. Now, it doesn't have to be structured that strictly, but you will see these things. Okay? In these churches. I'm going to show you that. So, now, was it planned? I don't know. When Jesus was, write, was writing this, was it planned? I have no idea. But it's interesting. It's so interesting to read it. All right, now, book of verse 2, sorry, chapter 2. There, these are the words of him who does what? Who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Let's understand the symbolism of that because Jesus explains it. And if you had read, hallelujah, <laughs> you would have seen it. <laughs> it was a punishment. <laughs> I saved you the punishment. 
let me ask you, what do the seven stars represent? These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand. What do the seven stars represent? The churches. Not the churches. And the You almost. You almost. Who walks among the seven golden lampstands. So the seven golden lampstands represent the churches. These seven churches. What do the seven stars represent? The seven <laughs> The angels. The angels that he's writing to. Okay? Tell your friend, Yes. To every church, there is an angel. Okay? So he starts by saying, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Because he started by saying, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right. Now, there are people who argue that these angels are pastors of that particular church. Okay? But I disagree with that because the whole concept of Jesus writing to the specific angel in that church may not represent a specific pastor. What if the pastor moves? Okay? So I believe, I think, there are real angels. Okay? That's why Jesus is holding them in their right hand. They are like stars. They are shining like the star. Okay? And so he writes that and he says to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write. Okay? But good arguments. Oh, maybe the pastors were here at Kanisa. Right? The truth is, I don't want to put myself in the position of an angel. And so to the church in Nairobi, cross generation, write to the angel. So I mean your angel. Hi, my friend. Higher. So, he introduces himself as the one who holds everything. Then he goes to the next thing. I know your deeds. Everyone say, I know your deeds. I know your deeds. Say it again. I know your deeds. Hey, deeds is interpreted as what? Wax. Okay? Now, Jesus is not talking to this church about salvation. They're already saved. He's saying, now that you're saved, I know your works. Okay? And he says, one, I know your hard work and your perseverance. This is a church, meaning in Ephesus, meaning they were working hard and they were persevering a lot of stuff. Then he says, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. Jesus knows. Then he says, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. Meaning we are allowed to do what? To test those who have claimed to be apostles. And if we find they are not, we are not supposed to entertain them. If we find there are wicked people among us, we are not supposed to entertain them. Okay? Then he says, uh, uh, but are not, and have found them false. You have uh, persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. So this is a church that was in a lot of hardships. But then the rebuke comes immediately. I know your hard work. I know you're persevering. I know you're strong. I know But I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. 
you have forsaken your first love. So something interesting. Is it possible for you to be hardworking for God and persevering and still lose your first love for God? Yeah. Very possible. You're working hard for God. Are you together? You're not working hard for yourself. You're working hard for God. You are persevering. You have not tolerated wickedness. You have tested all the fake apostles and still you have no love for God. <laughs> pastors, many pastors work very hard for God but they no longer love God. Even as Christians, we work very hard for God but there is no love for Him. We lost our first love. We are no longer drawn to Him. We no longer have communion with Him. And that is, that is what we call broken fellowship. We will look at it as a topic on sometime later, broken fellowship, where people who will get to heaven, but they will have to regain fellowship. There are people who have broken fellowship. They are with God, but their relation, they don't have a fellowship with God. Okay? So it's interesting, because this is what is happening to the church in Ephesus. They work hard. From the outside, Manzuno na church kosawa. These are guys who wake up at 6 a.m. to go to church. Wakouko by six, prayer, prayer, spiritual gym. <laughs> spiritual gym. Like, yeah, wanna build muscles in the spirit. These are guys who are kicking out all wicked people. These are people who are confronting uh, fake apostles and telling them you are fake to their face. These are people who are serious stuff. But Jesus says, that is okay, that is good, you have persevered, but you are forsaken. You are. Now look at the next statement that Jesus says. Yes. How is this possible for the angels? It's not the angel. The angel is not getting the... It's not... The letter is addressed to the angel, but it is for the church, not for the angel. But the letter is not to him personally. It is for Safaricom. You get it? Yeah? It is for... So here in the church, so if you want to address... Safaricom, namuandikia. Then, una address the issues in a happen wapi? Uko Safaricom. That's now the dichotomy of the letters. Okay? Look at the next thing that Jesus says. Consider how you have fallen, how far you have fallen. Repent. And this is a command. And do the things you did at first. Let me ask you guys. They have worked hard. They have persevered. To you and me, when you fight, do, do you know churches that are like that? They work very hard. They are brilliant. Kunazo, kunazo. Yeah, they wake up in the morning, they are in church. That's what I mean. Like they work hard to go to church, to have to run a service, they put effort in everything they are doing. Okay? But to us, they look like hey, church in the Jaribu, ah, so committed. But to Jesus, they they are fallen. They have fallen. And sure, like it doesn't matter what they are doing, they have fallen. There is no love. <laughs> the thing is, Jesus doesn't see church as we see it. That's very important to understand. Okay, to turn back at church is major pride. Church is that are rich, others that are poor, and how Jesus looks at them. You see, say Kenya, when you look at churches that are very rich, you are like, hey, your church is your moka, your church, hey, that church is doing the work of God. But and that's where God is. But from Jesus' perspective, that church may be, may be in a Lidio Nashatani. 
according to Jesus. Well, so then he gives a warning. So he's given a command. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did what? You did at first. Then he says, if you do not repent. Warning. Okay? Warning. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. I have a question. Do you think this church repented? No. <laughs> it does not exist today. That's why they gave them the next one. The lampstand of the Ephesus church was removed. And where it stood is in ruins today. In Turkey. Totally. Completely like gone. Gone. Say the city of Ephesus in another Kuchimbuliwa. The water were pate on the streets. Where were the streets? Where were these? Imagine. Say. So now, then he says, there's another praise for them. He says, But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, by the time Jesus says he hates your teaching, <laughs> my friend, he hates your teaching. So he says, you hate this teaching of the, what do you call these people? Nicolaitans. All right, so we look at them. We look at who these people are, which I also hate. Then he says, the call Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then he comes to the rewards. And he says, to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. To him who is what? Victorious. Victorious in what? Where are we gaining victory? According to this context. Or to a Bible, Bible class, Bible class. Yeah, which works specific. Repenting. Hey, what are we what are we repenting from? Your broken relationship, okay? So what are we supposed to return to? First love, okay? We return to our first love. If we return to our first love, this is the reward we have. He says, "I will give you the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God." Which means you will never die. Again. You remember the Garden of Eden? Look at the tree of life, which Adam was bad. Adam and Eve were bad from eating. Because if they had eaten that tree of life, then they would have regained their position in God. Okay? And it would have been as if sin never existed. So Jesus is saying, if you overcome and you are victorious, you overcome the things that are taking your first love from me, Jesus says, then, and you return to me with your first love, then I will give you the right to eat from that tree and Adam and Zuiwa to eat from. It is in the paradise of God. So, he may have been speaking figuratively here, okay? Because you know the Garden of Eden does not exist now. So, he may have been speaking figuratively, uh, trying to explain or saying the things that the tree of life brings is life and restoration to God himself. 
Okay? So you enjoy the status of God because you have not forsaken the first love. So let me ask you a question. When you got born again, when you got saved, how much did you love God? A lot. <laughs> you even wanted to die for him because he was like, yes, Jesus, I can die now. You know, I can I will go to the ends of the world. <laughs> I will become an evangelist, a pastor. I don't care. Then what happened? <laughs> Are the trials, temptations? Yeah? Consider how far <laughs> you have fallen. <laughs> because let me tell you, you see, we may have good works and we may do all these things. But the truth is, if we have love for Jesus, we will have better works. We will have better deeds because we'll do it out of passion, out of love, not out of duty. Okay? Most people serve God as a duty not as a call, not as a passion, not as a sacrifice. Yet Jesus is saying, love me first before you serve me. Don't serve me and then think in the process of you serving me, love will come. People who get married, they don't love each other, and then they're like, no, we'll grow into it, we'll grow into love, we'll grow. Even as human beings, don't do that. We don't marry people we don't love. We start with love, then we marry them. But then why are we serving Jesus? Let me go to church to tick a box. So we do things to tick boxes, not because we love him. This statement is as true today as it was then. Jesus, when he was speaking these words, he was speaking to that specific church, but he was also speaking to the future church, which is us now, and even to the future church after this generation, the next church, and when he comes back, and when the world ends, he will stand with us as a people, and he will use this as a judgment. You served me well. He will actually say, I know your deeds. Man, you sacrificed. Manze, you did everything. Even your money, your houses, your energies, you gave them all out. But I have this against you. You did not love me. Therefore, you, I will not give you the right to the tree of life. <laughs> you get my point? He tree of life, it's not for you. Oh, you a story, Uko. You see, this thing is so, it, like, when I think about it, the more I think about it, the more Inanifanya Nikwe more passionate about serving him. Not for gain, but because I love him. Like, you know when someone is in love, they can't stop talking about the person they love, or thinking about that person, or chatting with that person, or talking to that person. But then love goes on in another quote, cold. Another, oh, I'm not very good in communicating. And when you guys, I'm not even you. But you know, I even try. I just, even with you, I was really trying. 
Unajua bus kimeenda. Hii inaenda. Love has grown cold. Okay, imeisha. And the one thing that's what we do with Jesus. Yeah, I feel like I'm forcing myself and I don't like to force myself on issues. It's me. It's not about you. Wait, wait. It's me. I'm the problem. I need to fix myself. You know, there's so many issues that are going on around. But then they are going to forsake the first love. You know, the, the consistency of love and fellowship is the hardest thing to maintain. They are, you, you can sacrifice for someone and you don't even love them. So maintaining that consistency of love and sacrifice is the hardest part. Okay? Because even in this case of Jesus, this Ephesus church began very well. Began with a great couple, Priscilla and Aquila, was begun by a great apostle, okay, began very well. But over time, politics, because what brought down this church was politics, church politics, church wrangles, basically bring down the Ephesus church. That's why Jesus is saying, you have, for, you have forsaken your first love. So what the church did, they started moving to other things, to the work of the church, who, didn't, who was supposed to wipe the chairs, okay? We need this, uh, you know, here's an excellence. We need this stage, this carpet, looking great and clean, okay? So what happens? You as human beings, because you're in church, you start co- co- colliding with each other. Personalities in other kugaruzana. You forget the reason you are there is for Jesus. Then you now start saying, oh, I am here to make sure that when the apostle walks in, hallelujah, <laughs> his shoes keep shining. His word keeps... We have become so churchy and so iso to be dogo we have forgotten Jesus. We are focused so much on what uh, the apostle will eat or drink, we have forgotten what Jesus is feeding us. And that's the saddest thing. We are now more focused on apostles, uh, you know, slick suits and, and very nice shoes, and where he will sit or where he will go to the toilet. Like, serious. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it is this elevation, and we'll see. Jesus is talking about what in one of the ninis uh, of these churches, he's talking about these things. Okay, so let me now go into the teaching of the Nicolaitans uh, or Diana because not time in end. Let's go to the Smyrna, Smyrna, the church in Smyrna. <laughs> Smyrna. 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 Okay? Higher. Now, the church in Smyrna. Smyrna. My teacher So again, it's located in Turkey. 
but this is known as a suffering church. Okay? This is a church that was suffering. Sorry, there's a question on... Um, okay, yeah. All right, all right. Ah, yeah. Uh, wait, what? No. Some will not eat the tree of life. No, they will not die again, Moses. They will just not enjoy the glory that they were meant to enjoy. Okay? So it's not like they will die again. They will not... And now, Lisa, what happens if the church doesn't eat the tree of life? Okay, the symbolism Jesus was giving was that I will give you the right to eat the tree of life, which symbolized a glorified position. So when, when we say they will not eat it, what we are saying is he will not find... The church will not get that glorified position. They will still be there, but the position they were meant to have, they will not have it. Very interesting. And as individuals, there are things we are supposed to do. If we don't do them, there are things we will not get when we get to the other side. Okay? This was known, the Smyrna church was known as a suffering church. It was, uh, so this church was persecuted. It was the persecuted church. This was a church that people are being killed, okay, slaughtered uh, because of their faith in Jesus. The reason why they were being killed was because where the church was located, they were promoting emperor worship. And the church was fighting against emperor worship and refusing to pay homage to Caesar. So they were getting killed, okay. <clears throat> so the, the, this city, minor city, was a center of worship for Caesar, the Caesar, the emperor worship, okay? And Smyrna church said, no, we will not worship. So they were killed. Now listen to what Jesus says in verse 8. To the angel of the church is Smyrna, right? These are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again, okay? So Jesus identifies with the death of these people. Are you together? He says, I am the first and the last. In other words, I am your beginning and your end. I died and rose again. So he's identifying with their situation of being killed, okay, as Jesus. Then he praises them. And he says, I know your what? Yeah? Afflictions. And what? And your poverty. Yet you are? Yet you are? Which means this church was an afflicted church, but it was also a poor church. They didn't have money. Do you know churches that don't have money? Yeah. Okay? And do you know churches that have money? This is a thing. When we see churches that have money, we think God is there. And when we see churches that are, that are poor, we think the devil is there. But Jesus is saying, I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. So, from what angle is Jesus looking at their riches? Not from earthly stuff, but from heavenly treasures. They are rich. Ask your friend, can Jesus call you rich? Based on your treasures in heaven. <laughs> are you rich or poor? From the eyes of Jesus. <laughs> he says, I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Meaning this was a slandered church. 
Meshabio in Greek. Like you know like <laughs> they have slandered you. <laughs> Jesus says you are rich. Amen. Because Jesus is not looking at your riches on earth. But then what do we pursue as believers? Riches on earth. We even have conferences. Say I think there's a I don't know there's a conference that's going on that was talking about how to I think how to be rich or how to conquer the marketplace. Okay? I have no problem with that. But then we can conquer the marketplace here and fail to conquer anything in heaven. Nothing. Jesus looks at you, he sees this. We build a billion dollar, a billion shilling uh, magnificent sanctuary or church. But Jesus says, you are poor. My friend, I don't care what people say. Me, all I care is what, what is Jesus saying about me? <laughs> Yet you are rich. I know about the slander. Blah, blah. Then he's, now that's a praise. Then he goes to the command. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. In other words, Kenya mepitia bado. There is more to come. Okay? And this is a funny thing. These people were killed. The Christians in, in Smyrna were killed to till around 1900 or 1912. There was actually a massacre. Okay? By Turkey, in Turkey, but the Turkish government has, re, re, uh, you know, denied it. But the Christians in this area were still being killed as late as 1900s, early 1900s. Massacred. Okay, so historically, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Jesus gives them that command. Then he says, I tell you the warning. The devil will put some of, some of you in prison to test you. And you will suffer persecution for 10 days. 10 days is a symbol, symbolism. It may have meant a thousand years. Because from the time Jesus spoke this to the 1900s, it was approximately a thousand or two thousand years of suffering. Okay? Then Jesus gives them uh, the reward or the encouragement. And he says, Be faithful. Okay? even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. So there will be crowns in heaven. The victor's crown. So the next time we look at rewards, uh, crowns, we'll talk about crowns. There's a crown of life, the victor's crown, the crown of glory. Kuneso crowns are different than yeah? Jesus had a pair of Okay? Then he says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to them churches and then the next reward he says the one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death now this is the crown this is a reward for people who are killed for jesus killed physical killing i'm not talking about spiritual death <laughs> no i am talking about real death <laughs> Spiritual death, they have uh, real death, physical death, they cut off your head until you die. Okay? <laughs> Are we together? I'll send you, there's a, 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 a thing, something I was reading about Smyrna and how these guys were persecuted and the massacres and the pain that these people had to go through just because they believe in Jesus. They were Greeks, most of them. 
who were killed all the way to 1900s. I'll send you something that, so that you read more and you begin to understand these words of Jesus that be faithful even to the point of death. Ask your friend, can you be faithful to Jesus? Ask them, can you be faithful to Jesus? Even to the point of death. <laughs> or oh, faithful, yes. To the point of death, don't go up. That's somebody saying. At the faithful, yes. Like it to the point of death. I imagine, imagine revelation. Like these words are still coming to pass. Hi, let's look at Pagamam, the church in Pagamam. A reminder: this is the book of Revelation. Pagamam. Alright, again it was located in Turkey. All the seven churches were located in Turkey, modern day Turkey. Okay? In different locations. But they're all in those areas. Brilliant churches, they were shining as a lampstands in the hands. Uh, you know, when Jesus walked among them with the stars in his hands. Brilliant people. Now, look at the introduction of Jesus to Pagamam. Now understand that first, Smyrna was the only church that was not rebuked. Okay? It was one of the churches that was not rebuked. There was no rebuke for them. Yet it was a poor. They didn't have enough offering. They didn't have enough money. But Jesus did not rebuke them. He actually told them, you're my people. Strong. Strong. Okay? They were not the cool kids. They were the persecuted kids. <laughs> they were the sufferers of the kingdom of the husbands. <laughs> Maybe I'm not gonna meet Kamabati Mal Wanaliaga to Mung. It's minor church. Okay? Pagamam. Look at the introduction. These are the words of him who has the what? Sharp, double-edged sword. Bas. Or sword. Yeah, sword. Sorry. Sword. Okay, sword. Let's get some of poverty, not poverty, poverty. Okay, poverty. I don't want to be poor. Hey, poor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Get all go, let me tell you. Get all go, come here. <laughs> Poverty. Okay? Now, to the angel, to the, these are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. Now, when Jesus introduces himself that way, what do you expect? He's coming at you with the sword. <laughs> Not just in me. So this is what he says. Uh, he praises the church first. He says, I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not in the, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. Now, historically, this church in Pagadmam was in a city where they had elevated the throne of Zeus. Not just Zeus, the Greek god. They had built a temple on top of a mountain that was overlooking this city. That, that throne was like an altar. It was like an, a throne, um, an altar throne dedicated to Zeus, the god of the Greek god. This is the same god that Jesus is referring to as Satan. Just Zeus. Zeus was one of the gods, one of the strongest gods in Greek culture, okay? 
And I think he gave birth to who? Hercules. Watch movies about Hercules. Half, a half human and half God. So Zeus comes and sleeps with a woman, and this woman gives birth to Hercules. Okay? And you watch the movie and you're like, wow! Hey, Hercules! Hercules! Strong man! Strong man! Thunder man! Thunder! Zeus was the god of thunder. But he's referred here as Satan, where Satan has his throne. So Zeus is Satan. <laughs> Satan. Pagama. Okay. Zeus was one of the names that they were trying, when they were trying to find a name that fits God, the God, the Christian God, Zeus was one of the names that was presented, but was rejected on the fact that Zeus was a womanizer. Okay? And so they picked Theo. Theo was a name of a god. That, so it described more of what the god we know. Okay? Now, it's only different. Then we go to the rebuke. Nevertheless, he says to the church in Pagamam, I have a few things against you. There are some of you who hold to the teaching of who? Balaam. Hey, Balaam. Who taught what? Balak. To entice the Israelites to sin, so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed what? Sexual, sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Now, Balaam and the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans comes from the word Nicholas. Okay? The word Nico comes from the Greek word of victory or conquer. Okay? So we get the same word from Nike, all right? Nike and Yonajua Nike Leakimbia, they got their words from Nikos, Greek Nikos, which means Niko conquer. Then Laos means people in Greek. So conquer the people. Alright? That's why we get the name Nicholas. So someone says, my name is Nicholas. <laughs> but that's just an need. So the teaching of the Nicolaitans was probably, there are several ways uh, that is defined. They probably were teaching paganism, a mixture of Christianity and paganism, but also they probably were teaching spiritual authority that was abusive. Like the way we are doing now in Kenya. Kukalia watu. Okay? Watu lazima wafanya nini? Wakaliwe ndio wasikie. This is a pastor speaking. So he's probably working with what? The doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which Jesus said he does what? He hates. Okay? So you find people in church who are so oppressed. You find people in church who cannot even say greet their pastor because their pastor is so exalted. Shaking his hand is a privilege. That pastor is a Nico Laos. Okay? He is subduing people, but not with the will of God. Then Balaam. Balaam was a prophet who was hired by Balak to go and prophesy and curse the children of Israel. But he couldn't. Balaam was a witch. But in the Bible, he's referred to as a prophet. He was a wizard. Not a wizard. How an was sorcerer. He was a sorcerer. So he was working with divination. And so he goes and does his stuff. And then instead of the de demons and the devils appearing to him, the God of Israel appears. 
and says, these are my people. Look at you cannot cast. So Balaam failed to, like he tried, I think, seven times to cast these people, and they were uncastable. Tell your friend you are uncastable. I am uncastable. Hey, they will try to cast you. Yes, yes, Moses. He's the same guy. So what he did, now listen, what he did, Balaam deceived. He went to Balak and said, if we cannot cast them, let us turn them against their God so that their God can cast them. I cannot pronounce a curse, so let's make them do something that will uh, drive the, their, their God to anger and he will cast them. So what Balak did, they were very beautiful girls in his kingdom, so he took a few of them, went and sent them to the camp of Israel. Wanaume, wanaskiyo sana, wakaona marembo marembo, wakanda kufuata. Hey, 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 fresh, fresh. Hey, you're beautiful. Hey, you're looking like the sun. Oh, see Musuri, Musuri, Musuri. You know? Now, I'll give you the answer. You see, when you capture the man in the society, you have captured that society. That's it. So the men began following these girls, and then these girls took these men to their temples, and they made these men worship their gods, and they slept with these men. Therefore, they attracted wrath from God. Pop. Sexual immorality, food sacrifice to idols. This is what Pagamam was entertaining. It was entertaining sexual immorality, they were holding to the teaching of Balaam. They were holding to the teaching of Nicolaitans, the mixture of paganism and these things. And Jesus says, I hate that. I, I have. So he says, repent therefore. Now these are commanded and a warning. Repent therefore. Otherwise, I will come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Jesus himself is saying this. I will come and I will fight these people. Is he coming to fight the entire church? No. These specific people. Who wants to be in a fight with Jesus? Honestly. Like. <laughs> Again, the call comes, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Then the reward. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. Okay? I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Wonderful. Imagine receiving a gift from Jesus, a white stone with your name on it. Maybe a nickname, maybe something very dear to you and only you knows it and Jesus. It's your little secret with Jesus. But what do you have to overcome? Sexual immorality. <laughs> Food sacrifice to idols and the mixture of paganism and Christianity. You overcome that and you are victorious, then you receive that reward. Kibarua. Tiatira. Let's finish up so that we next week we start on tribulations. Tiatira. It will be wonderful. Now, again, located in Turkey, Acts 16, 14, and 15, talks about a lady who was called. Lydia. She was dealing with purple clothes. Okay? She was a seller of purple stuff. Purple clothes, Lydia. She was a woman of influence. She was from Theatira. 
Okay? Now, to the angel in the theater, right? Number one, these are the words of the Son of God whose eyes are like what? And whose feet are like burnished bronze. Hapa anawakujia with burning eyes. <laughs> then he praises them first. He says, I know your deeds. I know your deeds. Your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, Imagine all that ways of it. <laughs> I have this against you. Now, this is one of the biggest challenges. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet or a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servant in, my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. This Jezebel spirit, the toughest, hardest spirit you will ever face in your Christian walk. Because it is not a world spirit, it is a church spirit. It's a prophetess spirit. That's why it comes to church, prophesies, and makes a lot of people fall to it using divination. When Balaam and Jezebel combine like this, my friend, if you're not awake, in the spirit, you are dead. You will not overcome these two. Sexual immorality is the biggest temptation that any believer faces. True or false? Who do you think sexually tempts you or me? This spirit, Jezebel, so that you can sleep around. You can have enough people, you know, enough girls, enough boys around. Be unfaithful, tempt. And then you see, it makes you see as if the other person is so precious. You are warped in a web of kuonja such that you are now getting You see, even a drug dealer, when they want to hook you up, they, they give you kidogo, kidogo fast taste. Yeah. Isn't Una test, una test, una test. Wakishana uko hooked, wanaanza withhold. No. Lipa sasa. Lipa. So unaanza kulipa. That's why you find people who start problems, who have problems, sexual problems, wanaanza kidogo, anaenda pale, anaenda pale kidogo kidogo, anaanza baka kuita prostitutes ama to pay for sex. Before you know it, you start spending money just to satisfy because this spirit has captured you. Yet you still love God. Okay? You still want to serve God. You still want to be there, worship, serve Him, you know, be there with Him, love Him. But this spirit has you like this. Now, Jesus is saying, I have given her time. I have given this spirit to, uh, to repent. But she's unwilling. There is nothing as difficult as walking away from sexual habits, sexual bad habits. It is so difficult to walk away such that you need to do a lot of inner work, a lot of prayers, a lot of fasting for yourself to be able to walk away. Warning, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering. Meaning, <laughs> these people suffer, my friend. And I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely. Unless they repent of her ways, I will strike her children dead. Now this is the interpretation. 
Anything you try to do will not succeed. Because those are your children. That's what you want to do. You have a dream. But then this dream cannot succeed because you have these other issues. You want to sleep with this one. You want to sleep with that one. You are admiring this one. So he says, I will um, make her suffer. So the first thing is you suffer. My friend, let me tell you, if you listen to a lot of people that I know who have gone through these problems, they suffer intensely. They want to do it. They want to stop it. They find themselves doing it. Then they start suffering. How can I stop? It's like when a clothes in them. And then those clothes move like And then the funny thing, the devil begins to supply people to have sex with you. So you're not struggling. He supplies them. Line up people. Line up. Hey, my friend. So crazy. This one we call last. It captures your heart, your soul, your mind, your flesh, everything in you. That for you to come out of it, you may need a serious earthquake in your life. A serious thing. Maybe a fear of sickness, because that's what he's saying. I will make her sick. I will cast on a sick bed. A key threat. Are you sexually active? conversation so now look, hey God, I need to stop this. So then I'm you okay, you're okay, but you need to control. We need to talk. Then you change for two days. Two days because. <laughs> well, I will strike our children dead. Everything you try to do does not succeed. Everything. You try a business, you start this business, then it dies because you are sleeping with a Jezebel. Jezebel's destroy. You are sleeping with a monitoring spirit. Kinaku monitor, kinaku monitor. In hell, wana kutigia makofi. Mazele uko game, wakotuzi leza, eh, Buddha mango. Young lady, eh, uko sawa. Kiuno sape, eh. Saizo. Saizo. All your businesses, all your dreams, as you do that and the hell is clapping, they are destroying your work, they are destroying your reputation, because for some reason people know about it. When people know about it, people don't trust you anymore. When people don't trust you anymore, they can't even do business with you. So you are isolated. Whatever business you try, that's it. Then I will strike our children, then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds. And I will repay each of you according to your deeds. You think, this, you think Jesus said this with a smiling face? I will repay each of you according to your deeds. After talking about this Jezebel, after saying I will cast her on a bed of sickness, and now suddenly changes, then I will repay you. My friend. <laughs> This one he was speaking with blazing fire. Okay? He came to them with blazing fire. And his feet are banished bronze. That's how he chose to introduce himself. 
So when we talk about these things, it's not at the, oh, Achakua serious. No, it's not me. It's this. There are consequences to these things. I will cast on a bed of suffering. Then he says, now I say to you, to the rest of you in Theatira, to you who do not hold to our teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you. Okay? So those who have not compromised, and also those who have repented and have managed to walk, walk away, he will not impose any other burden except to hold on to what you have until I come. In other words, once you change, because it's, it's possible to be free from sexual lust and all these food sacrifice to idols and all these things, it's, it's possible. Now the challenge is holding on to what you have until Jesus comes. The reward for this is this. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. One of the greatest reward is what? Overcoming Jezebel. Because overcoming Jezebel is not for the faint-hearted, my friends. We, I don't know how many are teaching on Jezebel Kwa podcast, but I think I have. You can listen to that podcast where I talked about the spirit of Jezebel, how, it, how she operates, how she comes this uh, with a disguise in the name of God to give you prophecies and words, soothing words, a soothing tongue. In fact, Jezebel is referred to as the devil's, um, uh, uh, what do you call this? The devil's, I think, mistress of war. She, is, she wages warfare, but in a seduction. So you never know you're in a war. Okay? You never, and I come to seductively. You don't know that you're in a war. Then Kidogo, pack. And you see, this is not just about the ladies. The spirit is referred to as a she, but it also exists in men. You don't know you're in a war. Suit saying, words, nice, flatting. Manzuna sema, you jamanda is a flat. We, 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 we. Manzia kona vibes. The way I know his words, guy, 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 guy. He meant a jeeper. You know, like, yeah? Serious. You see, we, we need to learn to see beyond the individual. Okay? Beyond the individual and see the spirit behind that individual. Because okay? all these things, sexual immorality is controlled, especially is of unfaithfulness, if you round, it's not normal. Okay? It's controlled by a spirit behind it. So learn to see beyond the person and see the spirit behind the, what is controlling this, other, this person. Because at that time, my friend, umekaliwa chini kwa shetani. Kesi kapangwa. Before you know it, you are a believer, hallelujah, Jesus, oh, pa, 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 pa. God, manzi, why have you forgotten me? No, he has not forgotten you. He still remembers you. But you have slept with Jezebel. Because you have slept with Jezebel, you, she owns you. So, Victorious, I will give authority over the nations. That one, the one who is victorious, will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. That is the reward of overcoming this. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Higher. Let's take a few more minutes, like 15 minutes to Malaysia. Sadis. 
Yeni theatira, tumeongea theatira, the Jesus message then. Now we go to the church in Sardis. <coughs> Same location. Now, this was a cool church. Everyone say the cool church. This was a church and everyone wants to go to. Everyone will say, why can't Kwani church yetu is kama ile? Okay, this was a cool church the, with the cool kid pastors, you know, like, yeah, yo, you know, to me come, to me fika. We are the guys, we are the new generation, blah, blah. This was it. Sadis. Okay. It was, it was, a, it appeared to be alive on the outside. So to the angel in, uh, to the angel of the church in Sadis, right? These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. That's how he chose to introduce himself. In other words, <coughs> I hold all the churches and I hold all the angels and I have come with this message. In other words, an established authority before. Because this was a proud church. Everyone say proud church. Proud. This one. So he says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> The same sentence. But you're dead. Mukona reputation of being the lively church. We're together. That's what I'm saying. Jesus does not see churches and does not see us as other people see. You have a reputation. Are you thinking of lively churches in Nairobi right now? Me, I'm thinking of a lot of them. I'm not saying they are this, but I'm saying, well, you never know. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. So the rebuke is, but you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. Whatever kidogo fire you have, strengthen it because it's about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember therefore what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. These ones are judged for unfinished works. They have a reputation of being alive, but they never finish anything. They have unfinished work. Then warning, he says, but if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you. Moto. Takuja tu. I'll take everything from you. Then he says, yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me, dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one, to the one who is victorious, will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels, to the one who overcomes. Okay? So they have a reputation of being alive, but they are dead. If they repent and they begin to walk with Jesus and they strengthen what remains, this is what happens. The same thing happens to us. Some, some people have a reputation of being alive, but inside they know they are dead. I believe these churches knew they were dead. I believe even the churches of today, the cool kids' churches, believe. I know they know they are dead. But on the outside, they create this, this thing, oh, we are alive. But inside, they are dead. Listen to their messages, dead messages. Listen to whatever they say, dead things. Listen to the songs they sing, dead songs. Everything is dead, but they look alive. But from the eyes of Jesus, they are dead. Ask your friend, are you alive or dead? According to Jesus. Philadelphia. So we have one more church to go after Philadelphia. Philadelphia church. Beautiful. He says, these are the words of him who is holy and true, 
who holds the keys of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Hallelujah. My goodness. Jesus I am the one who opens doors. <laughs> and when I open them, no one can shut. Brilliant introduction. Okay? Now remember, the introduction is a, like a prelude of what Jesus is about to say. So then he goes and says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. Strengthen whatever. <laughs> I know the little strength you have. Okay? So Jesus and acknowledge how wakona strength kidogo. Wale wengine wanaliku strengthen what they have. <laughs> so he says, I know you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. This is a desire of every Christian. That Lord will make my enemies come and bow at my feet. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is a prayer we make. But then are we like these people? Have we denied the name of Jesus? Have we, are we proud of Jesus wherever we are? You know, Juzi, it's, I, I realize it's easier for people to wear the jerseys of their football teams proudly, even when they lose, okay? Even if we lose, but tell people to wear something about Jesus. And they are like, we love our football teams more than Jesus. So he says, this is the reward. Since you have kept my commands and endured, uh, endure, uh, to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. This is an interesting thing. The church in Sardis, Smyrna, uh, was it Sardis or Smyrna? Sardis, is told, prepare yourself for what you are about to suffer. These ones are told, I will spare you. I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole earth. Then he says, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Again, we see the word crown. Tell, ask your friend, do you have a crown in heaven? So he says, the one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, who is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. My friend, there are people whose names will appear in the pillars of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. We imagine new Jerusalem, not just the new earth. You remember the new earth and the new heaven. Imagine your name. Imagine your name is written palette. Ken Wesa. Can I give you temple to? Temple to you are Jerusalem. Unapata jina Ken Apo, alikuwa pillar. Unapata jina Sly Apo, alikuwa pillar. You get my point? Because this is the reward. For those who are pillars, I will make them a pillar in the church. Whoever has ears, 
Let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Philadelphia. The last church, Laodicea. Can you say my Missouri? Oh, Laodicea. Hey, okay. Mina say my Laodicea. Kwani ikoni. Laodicea is where I went to school. Now, <laughs> this one was a rich church. Everyone say the rich church. The rich guys. Okay. These are rich. The rich church. Okay? Now, he says, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I mean, to me, God's creation to show them even what you have. I created it. <laughs> so he says, I know your deeds, again, works, that you are neither cold nor... <laughs> I wish you were neither or the other. You're so rich. Like you're just there. But they're very rich. Okay? They are focused on wealth. They are focused on materialism. Do you know churches today that are focused on materialism and wealth? There are many of them. And we want to flock there so that we also become like them. Jesus is saying, you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either of them. Then he gives them a warning and says, so, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Yet, look, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. Okay? But you do not realize that you are what? Wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, naked. <laughs> Yet you say you are rich. You say you have acquired wealth. You say you have, do not need anything. In our eyes, we see this is the church where Jesus is. This church wanna drive Mercedes Benzes and Range Rovers wanna pack Magari wewe mpako wana tetemesha. This is the church that is saying we are shaking the economy. We are shaking the marketplace for Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying you are wretched, you are pitiful, you are poor, you are blind, you're naked. This message is very sound for Nigerians, most, Ni most Nigerian churches, and some Kenyan churches. Because they take pride in their wealth. <clears throat> I have four jets. Yeah. I don't even know which one to travel with. Uh. <laughs> My friend, this is what Jesus is saying to all show-offs. You remember, I think it was the last week or the week before, I was telling you, even if I bought a golden watch, you will never see it. Maybe you want it by mistake. But there are those who come and want to raise to Mkona left. You want to raise to Mkona left. You don't like your girl, and I'm not You don't like your girl. So that you see, hey, this guy has a, a new watch. Okay. He is wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and 
Naked. In the eyes of Jesus. <laughs> These are rich church, you know. <laughs> and as I told you, when you read Revelation, we start seeing things and yeah, you are like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Because this church is so he says, he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Now, where is this gold? Treasures, you remember treasures in heaven. So he's saying, trade your wealth for the treasures of heaven. Buy, trade it. The same story about the young man, the rich young man. Jesus says, sell everything, give to the poor, come follow me. And you will have great treasures in heaven. And the guy was sad. Okay? Same thing. Buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear because in the eyes of Jesus, you are naked. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and serve to put on your eyes so you can see. There are churches that are naked today from heaven's perspective. I wish Sisikama believers can begin to see things from God's perspective. You will not be impressed. Not easily. You listen to what these people are advancing. They may be rich. They may hold conventions. They may block the city. There may be traffic everywhere because these people have come or this person has come. When I was a kid, I used to be impressed by such things. Now that I'm older, I am not impressed. In fact, I wonder, why are you blocking the economy? <laughs> why don't you use an helicopter? If you are that rich, to me, a helicopter, just land in the field. Then to go helicopter, enter. No, ni apostle, ni bishop, ni papa, mama, whatever stuff they call them. Well, again, why do you have a sofa set, pale mbele, nyinanukia, imepakwa marash, 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 ma perfume, ma fragrance, ma nini, kena pale mbele, unashidua kama you're confused what is happening you have a sofa set like, like you, are, you are glorified you are built for yourself like a kingdom you are rich Jesus is saying but a naked beautiful wretched blind this guy I don't know Niki McDom Tajua. Lazimani Lazimani? I need an anime say. Mesaut Yak. No, no, no. This is another guy. Imeenda. He's he supports your show off. You know, you have to show. Lazimani Tesse. Lazimani Onyesha Kitukayo. Then he says, then let's finish up. Now he says there's a command he gives says, those whom I love I rebuke and discipline so be honest and repent. Here I am I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in eat with that person and they with me. Funny thing, we use this verse to try and talk to people about what? Salvation. Salvation. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is talking about what? <laughs> Jesus is saying, I will knock. I'm knocking. I stand at the door. If you open, this is not about salvation. He wasn't talking about salvation. 
He was rebuking the church in Laodicea. And he was telling them, you are rich, you are poor, you are pitiful, you are naked, and you, are sh- you have shame. So I'm standing at the door and knocking. Okay? Now the question is, will you hear me with all your wealth, with all your, uh, all these things, all the Range Rovers and what, will you hear me as I knock? For whoever hears me, I will come and dine with you. This is not about salvation. So he says, the reward, to the one who is victorious. Now understand this, to the one who conquers wealth. Okay? Because it's not an easy thing. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. This is the greatest reward, by the way. <laughs> this is one of the greatest rewards. You conquer wealth, you conquer money, you conquer all these things, and you, are not, you don't take pride in it. You don't go around showing off and saying, I am wealthy, I have everything I need, so what, why do I need these things for? And Jesus is saying, I will make you sit with me on my throne, Palaju, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. So you conquer wealth, okay, and you sit with Jesus at the throne, his throne. So we who have not conquered anything are looking up to you and Jesus. And you're like, guy, what did you do? Unaambia, I was rich, but I was poor. I was rich, but this is what I did with wealth. I did not hold wealth. I gave out wealth. Do you think that's easy? It's not easy. It's not easy. So not many people will sit on that throne based on this. <laughs> so then he says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, last things to be honor, Jesus does not see churches as others see them. Jesus does not see the church as it sees itself. You go tell a pastor, you are poor, you are needy, and they are very rich, they will rebuke you and they will cast you. They will kick you out of their church. Who do you think you are? Huh? Because the church, they see themselves as very, you know, blessed. It's like a blessed people, you know. Blessing squeezy, zimekua turned into material stuff. If you speak a blessing, you don't have to pay some. No, that's not so Jesus does not see others as we see them. Okay? And Jesus does not see us sometimes even as we see ourselves or as other people see us. The message to the churches. Any questions? All right. So it's time to give, even as we finish. Apologies, it may take more time, because I think, I didn't want to push it to next week, but I hope you have been blessed. It's time to give. Even as you give, you can ask whatever questions. So, we have seen riches don't define your spirituality or your closeness with God. Okay? In fact, some of the things Nimeona, Zenezinafanya uh, Jesus, that we have drawn to people, is poverty, persecution, self sacrifice. Again, like Kilomaji sacrifice, everything. You find Jesus is talking very nicely, and from his eye, he's looking at you with a very different angle, sacrificing all that you have. For him, uh, like 
kila mtu achukue Kenya amepaa amepata i'm not saying you drive range rovers just drive them knowing they are not yours they are just ziko tuko your time don't be attached to the things of this world don't be attached please don't be attached to the things of this world <laughs> because one day as i said we are not here for long 70 years is not a long time 80 years is not a long time i example this 90 100 it's not a long time compared to eternity so long that it will make this life we lived look like a dot <laughs> it will make this this 70 80 years like a dot kalipita okay so don't be too focused on this one dot when you have eternity to live all right so 52758 is our till number you can give as much as you are blessed uh, you know or as much as, as much as god has enabled you have you guys listened to the other podcast yeah eternity yeah eh unajua watu wasikizaji so let me encourage you eh let me encourage you to re-listen you see some of these messages you may not get them the first time ama you, you may yes you may be impressed but then you may not have that in the first time but there are things when you listen the second time the third time you start thinking oh it parts square oh now i understand it because there are some things that you nimesema leo that you may miss because maybe ulikuwa unaongea na mtu ama ulikuwa umefanya nini but then kwa podcast you have all the recording you can listen to it you listen and yani learn come up with other questions you know so online eh eh Moses anasema just surprised because the aspect of Jezebel being a spirit eh in the church was i opening eh, help us or helps us to understand her yes this is a spirit and let me tell you it has caused havoc havoc in the church almost any church you see almost any not all but almost any church you see and you have the understanding of how Jezebel operates you will find her footprints there almost every church like you will you will find her na kazi yake ni ku hijack ministries na ku hijack churches and hijack so before you know imekuwa hijacked wewe kama pastor kama hujakuwa rada you find you operating in that line but you don't know it's an, it's an operation of a it's a Jezebelic operation until so late when you have destroyed so many lives umehatu watu ulisema kitu you didn't care umefika mahali unajita prophet sasa you know prophet I'm a prophet or a prophetess unaanza ku change life yako lifestyle unaanza ku demand people to serve you now wait you see that's why most people start very well isn't it most pastors humble oh yeah but then kidogo kidogo bam gone unaanza kushindwa eh umeanza kuchange change change huko Jezebel has <coughs> entered ndio unajua Jezebel amefika my friend so be careful kaini rada with whatever church you go to whatever ministry you engage be very careful not everyone who comes saying lord lord is is with the lord 
some some are Jezebelic prophets and prophetess. And I tell people, don't be so impressed by a person who tells you what you ate yesterday. Or even your birth date. Na kujui. Ana kwa mbaka namba yako ya ID. You know, say, you see, like, it doesn't help you. And I can be you were born, and the day you were born, this and this happened. And it's correct. <coughs> it's a Jezebelic spiritual <coughs> familiarity. You start believing. Hey, okay, by the way, it's true guy, this guy is a prophet. No, it's probably not. Because our two too specific. I really fear, I, I don't think they are God. Tibaka number plate. What business does God have to tell this person your number plate? <laughs> anyway, thank you. We can say a prayer. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you today. We honor you. We hear the message to the church and to us as a church. We embrace these messages, Lord. Help us to change where we need to change. We repent of every sin. We repent of every deed that you have commanded us to repent. And Lord, we pray that we will walk in your will, that we will have the rewards that you have promised. Help us to walk in integrity. Help us to walk on a straight path so that your name can be praised. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Amen. Amen. All right. So, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.